Hi, everybody. Welcome to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. Guess what, guys? You'll never believe this. Guess who got me? The Rona. The Rona got me. I'm so mad. I have an autoimmune illness, and so I'm like, friends, y'all can't come to my house. I don't want to go to your house. Don't come see me. I'll, we'll have like, our happy hours via Zoom. You know, if I see you, like if the weather's nice, we can go outside. We've got to stay six feet apart. But, you know, I live in a place where there's just a lot of people. It's a big apartment building. And I see them. I see these old people who are like, let's congregate in front of the elevator. Let's talk to one another. Let's hang out in the lobby and laugh and giggle. And let's not wear masks. Or maybe we'll wear a mask. But maybe we won't wear a mask wear a mask or maybe we'll wear a face shield but we won't wear a mask right it's like boo have you not been paying attention to dr fauci like you're supposed to be six feet apart what does the cdc say wear a mask and people are like bob oh my god i can't believe you just said that <laughs> right and i'm just like dudes you guys y'all don't live together what, do, what are we doing this is not is this a pod because if it's a pod it's not a pod anymore with all those like you know airborne particles with, that are COVID that are being released, that have been released by the other residents and that are being released right now as you guys are chatting with one another. And I just have to go downstairs to get my packages. I'm like, I don't want to talk to these people. I don't want to know anything about anybody else's lives that is not a part of my pod, who is not somebody who is a part of my life. Because right now we're in a pandemic and I don't want to die. So I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. And yet somehow the Rona got me. She got me. She got me good. But... I didn't know it was Rona. I just thought it was like the same sinus infection that I'd had in 2019, December, December 2019. And I just called my doctor. I'm like, doctor, I got the same sinus infection. Could you send me some antibiotics? And she's like, sure. And she like put in the order for the antibiotics. She's like, oh, but also because it's a different kind of year, I also want you to get a COVID test. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Just yeah, whatever. Get my antibiotics delivered. Take them. Feel amazing the next day. Feel better. Like, oh my God, I can actually like walk. And not like, you know, feel dizzy or what have you. And I'm doing better. And then it snows. I'm like, well, nobody's going anywhere today or tomorrow or the day after. But the day after that. And finally, I got like the energy and the willpower to go get my corona, you know, you know test done. And I get it done on the 29th, about, what was that, eight days after I first started showing symptoms. I'm like, hmm, let me go get this test done. I got the test done. And then, like, I went back home, and I had, like, a delicious meal, and then, like, it took five more days before I got a result saying positive. I was like, what? Excuse me? Me, a whole me. Moi. Moi. Chichi. Oh. Are you talking to me? I have a positive test. How is that possible when I have not been around anybody? And the only people I've been around have been six feet away from me, both of us wearing masks. And I thought about it. Oh, but that one dude got a little too close when he said, asked me to sign for something. I don't like that. And all those people in the lobby of my building who are like having too much fun. I know their air particles are out there in our lobby. And also like our elevator. I mean, it's like when you live around a lot of people, it's hard to like contain a virus, right? That's highly contagious. So it's like, yeah, I probably got it from my neighbors. It is what it is. I haven't, I mean, that's the only people I could have gotten it from because I like don't leave my house. Anywho. So. 
I get the diagnosis of COVID via text from um, whomever, from my health provider. And I was like, what do I do? Uh, I guess I should call my doctor. So I call my doctor. I'm like, hi, Dr. Julia. Um, I got a positive COVID result. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, this is surprising, but you know, because you've you know been staying at home, you haven't been seeing anybody. But you know, at this point, because this is now like several days after I've gotten COVID, so keep in mind, I started showing symptoms on the 21st of December. I got the COVID test on the 29th of September, which is already eight days later. And then I got the results on the 3rd of January, which is about 13 days after I started showing symptoms. So Dr. Julie is like, well, you know, at this point, you're no longer contagious, according to the CDC. You know, you stopped, you, you stopped being contagious about 10 days after you, you first started showing symptoms. And so you can be around people now. Um, there's nothing else that we can do at this point. I'm like... Okay, Dr. Julia, thanks for letting me know. And I'm like, let me live my best post-corona life, right? Post-COVID, but I'm still a little weak. You know, I was feeling a little like, ugh, I still have the energy to live my best life right now. So then I like, I'm like, hmm, let me call my mom. I call my mom, like, hey, mom, my mother's a nurse. Mom, guess what? I got the Rona, right? And she's like, oh, oh my God, Junior. No, no. My mom was just like heartbroken. And I'm like, mom, like you work in a hospital. Lots of people got the Rona. I know that people you work with caught it. And you knew two weeks ago that I was sick. You never thought that maybe it could be the Rona. Cause like two weeks ago, she's like, oh, okay, I'll just rest a lot. You know, have some Sudafed, take care of yourself. You know, drink, make sure you got, you drink a lot of tea. Make sure you have a lot of turmeric and ginger and you know, mix it up with some garlic and like drink it up. I'm like, that sounds disgusting. Thankfully, I have a turmeric, you know, ginger tea that I will drink instead of that weird concoction she's suggesting. But I end up okay. So I call her, and, you know, I'm feeling better. I'm like, hey, mom, you know, I got corona. And she's like, oh, my heart. Like, her heart was, like, breaking. And she felt so guilty. She's like, how can I care for people in the hospital? My daughter's all the way by herself. But nobody care for her. She's got COVID. Oh, my God. It's like, Mom, I'm fine. I was sick. I was sick as two weeks ago. I'm okay now. Like, I'm a little tired, but that's it. Like, oh, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm like, okay, Mom. That's what I'm doing. And so it was just funny to think about how, like, whoa, Mom was, like, not worried when I was sick. She's like, oh, yeah, just, like, take some meds, you know, take some tea. But all of a sudden, once you get to diagnosis, when I'm actually fine, because the diagnosis came, like, 13 days after... You know, I started showing symptoms and like, to be fair, you know, it's not like the, you know, the county's fault or anything, but it's like five days after I actually took the test. Right. So I'm like, at this point, I'm good. And I was just like, I should let the concierge know in my building. I should let the, you know, leasing agent or the, uh, the office, the, um, the apartment management know that I've got COVID and, you know, so that people We'll take it more seriously. And not that I want my medical information out there. I don't want everybody to know my business. But I'm like, I've seen those people. I've seen Bob. I've seen Karen. I've seen Steve. And I've seen Jody just having a great time in the lobby, laughing it up. And I'm like, okay, guys, I think, you know, y'all need to stop laughing it up. And like, if you're going to laugh it up, wear a mask and be six feet apart. So hopefully that would help, you know, people to take it more seriously. Maybe people are taking it more seriously. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I still haven't been going anywhere because I still got, got work to do. I got things to do. There, and nothing's open anyways. So 
it is what it is. So I feel like at this point, probably a lot of us are going to get COVID. I think I said this about a, a year ago. I did. Uh, where I was like, you know what? It's a highly contagious disease. We're probably all going to get it at some point. But what we want to do is we want to flatten the curve, right? Keep the curve as flat as possible so that our doctors can actually take care of us and not have, you know, been three days without any sleep trying to diagnose our symptoms because that is not good for the doctors and it's not good for us. It's not good for the nurses or anybody who works in any of these hospitals or health professions, right? They have to stay healthy. They have to stay well. And if we are acting a fool and going out to party for New Year's Eve and like creating super spreader events, then that means that they have to have morgues that are filled up and like have to like decide, do you get a ventilator or do you get a ventilator? Because we only got one, right? We don't want to be in that kind of a situation, right? So we are now in that kind of a situation, unfortunately, right? Where it's just like, oh, lots of hospitals are filled to the brim and California is a hot mess. Anywho, so I think that at this point, it's fair to think that most of us, if not all of us, are going to get COVID because the vaccine is just not getting pushed out quickly enough. Therefore, thus, consequently, I decided early on that I was going to prepare for COVID. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know if I'm not going to get it. What I'm going to do is do my best to make sure that I am living as stress-free as the life of a life as possible. That I am that I have tons of chicken soup in my freezer and in my cupboard just in case I do get sick. That I have a thermometer. I made sure that my cupboard was stocked with hot teas. That I had my cell phone nearby in case, like I was just like if I got sick and I like was so sick that I couldn't do anything or get anywhere, I could at least, you know, dial 911 to have them take me to the ambulance. Thankfully, I also have an um, an iPhone watch. What do you call these things? I don't even know what you call it. Apple watch. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if I'm in an emergency situation, if I get sick and I like, can't get anywhere, I can at least, you know, use my watch to, you know, call for help. And so those are most of the things that I did to prepare for ju- the just in case, you know, I get sick. Um, I didn't get an the the oximeter I believe that's what it's called the thing that measures your oxygen um my a friend of mine told me later that that's something that you should have but I'm like ah eh, I'm not gonna you know buy this you know medical equipment because I because I forgot next <laughs> anywho so those are the ways that I prepared so then when I got the Rona and I didn't know I had the Rona but when I was sick I was like okay I got chicken soup in the freezer and they like make my way to the freezer and like defrost the soup and like eat the soup and then I felt a lot better and like let me put some water on the kettle and like make myself some tea you know some turmeric ginger tea and I did that and I you know drank tons of tea drank tons of chicken soup and like just tried to like you know, stay as steamed up as possible like let, you know take, take Tylenol and when my like sinus passages were acting a fool, I was like, Sudafed, I took some Sudafed, you know, to, um, you know, clear up my nasal congestion. And it largely worked. Uh, you know, and this is, of course, in addition to taking my like regular supplements and vitamins, I normally take, you know, a ton of vitamin D3 because of my multiple sclerosis. I also take, you know, um, vitamin C supplements as well as like other things like lion's mane mushroom supplement and... Um, other things that are just supposed to be helpful for 
um, neurodegenerative, I don't even know, I don't like that word very much, but for like autoimmune kinds of illnesses, right? Those are the kinds of things that like help, you know, your auto, your immune system. Anywho, so that's what I did and it largely worked. Like after two days, three days in, I was like, oh, okay, I'm feeling a little better, but I got my antibiotics mailed to me or like um, delivered to me through DoorDash, and I was great. I was like, yes, I can conquer the world now. Antibiotics, you know, I, was, I felt immediately like 30, 40% better. And so that's what I ended up doing, just like drinking lots of tea, you know, of course, resting all the time. Like I was not doing anything, watched so much television and slept so much. And that's what helped me to get through the Rona, thankfully. I had a lot of body aches, so I also took a lot of Tylenol, a lot of acetaminophen, just to like, you know, help my body to stop feeling so bad. The funny thing is that I had a thermometer, but I was too sick to find it. <laughs> it was in the back of my drawer, my medicine drawer. And I was like looking for it. I was like, where's my thermometer? Do I have a fever? And I was like, fuck it. Oh, pardon my French. I was like, beep. I, I can't find it. Whatever. And I went back to sleep. And then two days later, when I finally had the energy to rifle through my medicine drawer, I found the thermometer at the very, very back. And I was like, oh, that was helpful. So I guess, you know, in hindsight, it's like, okay, make sure that your thermometer is readily available, that it's easy access. Don't put it in, just throw it in a drawer so that you might miss it if you're actually sick and need to use it. And that is how I survived COVID. Of course, I'm not a medical doctor, you know, I'm a doctor of philosophy. So if you have questions about COVID, make sure that you're talking to your own doctors, that you're taking advice from the CDC, that you're listening to Dr. Fauci and other medical professionals, because I am not one. I'm just sharing my own experiences of how I got through the Rona. Some of you guys know that I love me a K-drama. I love them. And they give me life right now during the pandemic. So the one that I watched recently was Search WWW. I watched it on Vicky. And it was kind of interesting because it had a little bit of like that, what do they call that, gay baiting vibes? It's like, wait, you're having these two ladies who are like really close to each other, think that each other's attractive, touch a lot, but yet they both end up with men. I don't understand that. Okay. I don't like gay baiting. I don't think it's a nice star. For our LGBTQ, you know, community members, and it just leaves the viewer who's not a member of that community really, really confused. Like me, I'm just like, wait, what? What's happening? Okay, you guys are going in a different direction, or are you? I don't know. But anywho, the fashion was amazing. The woman named Scarlett had the best jewelry, the best accessories. I just, I mean, I watched the whole thing. All the people, of course, look, you know, like models, but it's just like, ooh, what kind of earrings are those? Where can I get a pair? Can I afford those? Do they have knockoffs of those earrings? Girl, those gold hoops are too cute. Loved it. But the storyline was also very appealing. It was about, you know, all these people who are working in tech and who are trying to negotiate state interventions to try to surveil its population through the internet and through, um, computers and what have you but also like just the bickerings of fightings of the different companies that are trying to have bigger market shares plus you have your nice love story oh love i hate romance i hate romance and hate dramas but this one was kind of like but it's okay because he's cute with his michael jackson 1990s bad nose okay fine fine you know you had your plastic surgery that's big in korea i get it i get it but i was like 
but he's kind of cute. So I'll allow it. I will allow the romance this time. I'm not the biggest fan, but the storyline outside of the romance was compelling enough to keep me watching through all 16 episodes. So if, you know, for those of you guys out there who look like a K-drama, I highly recommend Search WWW. It's very empowering and uplifting, you know, for women especially. And it's a nice, you know, a breath of fresh air to see, you know, women doing fun things and interesting things, including, you know, bashing in cars. You don't see that often in a K-drama or anywhere, I guess. Eh, that's my two cents. Wello, thank you for listening to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at at Chinyere Osuji, C-H-I-N-Y-E-R-E-O-S-U-J-I. I'm also on Instagram at Chi from the Shy, C-H-I from D-A, and then C-H-I again. Um, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your day.